0: Improve it, peeps. Welcome to today's show. Today's show has a bit of a twist to it. Normally, I'm sitting here giving you all types of tips and tricks on how to be a more mindful, purposeful leader, how to show up for your team. And today is really about how to show up for the most important person in your life, you. You. Today's episode is a little bit different, and you're going to hear a side of me that is pretty raw and pretty vulnerable. More importantly, you're going to meet an incredible human being who is going to help us surrender. Coot Flaxen is a beloved inspirational speaker and transformational teacher. He speaks at countless events. He organizes around the world, as well as outside events, including A-Fest, YPO, and Entrepreneurs Organization. He's a member of the Transformational Leadership Council, a select group of 100 of the world's foremost authorities in the personal development industry. He's also the winner of the 2019 Unity New Thought Walden Award. And Blackson, aka Coot, is widely considered a next-generation leader in the field of personal development. His mission is simple, to awaken and inspire people across the planet to access inner freedom, live authentically, and fulfill their true life's purpose. I am not even going to give you a high-level overview of today's show. I'm in the in the vein of the title of this episode. I'm going to let go, and I'm going to let you experience the magic of Coot Blackson. Are you a leader searching for new and innovative ways to drive employee engagement and team morale through the roof? Do you want to create a company culture where everyone feels seen, heard, and valued? Hi, I'm Erin Deal, business improv edutainer, fluencer, and professional Zumbie who is ready to help you improve your it. Your it being the thing that makes you, you. Think of me as your keeping it real, professional development bestie who is here to help you learn from your failures, stand tall in your power, and improve yourself so you can improve the lives of others. Oh, and did I mention that we are improving your it through play? That's right. I am an improvisational comedy expert who uses experiential learning to help you have your aha aha, aha moments those are the moments when the light bulb goes off and you're laughing at the same time. So grab your chicken hat, your notebook, and your inner child, because I'm going to take you on a journey that is both fun and transformative. Welcome to the Improve It Podcast. Okay, cute. Welcome to the show. I'm so thrilled to have you. I'm glad. I'm glad that the stars aligned. and brought us together.
1: Great to be here.
0: Uh, All right. So I love to start off with a fun game we like to do in some of our workshops called Five Facts. (laughs) So I want to know five things about you that we couldn't find on your website. We couldn't find on your LinkedIn profile. If you had a resume, which I'm not sure you do anymore, mm. it couldn't, it wouldn't be there. So let's do that. What are five things about you that we could not find on the interwebs?
1: Wow. Just random,
0: random, like the best, fa- the facts that <laughs> you're I like, don't people, people don't know this.
1: Uh, wow. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> Look, I, I I don't know if these are the best things, but, uh, uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a real, car uh, freak and aficionado. Yeah. Crazy about, crazy about cars. And at least I was, and, uh, I had an insane amount of cars in the last, less so now, but b- between 2000 and 11, 12 to 2006. Eighteen, I probably had eighteen cars. What different, okay. different cars? Different that cars. Is
0: insane. Okay, what's your favorite one? That could be number uh, two.
1: Um, two thousand twelve, I bought a Lamborghini, which was crazy. what? What? And dipped it for a year and fulfilled that fantasy, and you know, let it go. So, burn out it. some karma.
2: Let's
0: yes. What so, color Lamborghini?
1: Black, black on oh, black. Oh,
0: yes. That's yes. my jam. That's my jam. Okay. All right. That's two. Give me three. Give me three. Uh,
1: number three. Um, let's see. Let's see. Wow. This is, a, this is a tough one. I was, yeah, I'm still love, but I was really crazy in, about DJ music, yeah. uh, electronic music. So I was a real electronic music uh, fan. Uh, one time I went to my, my favorite DJ at the time was Dead a guy called Dead Mouse. Yep. And uh I went one time, this is a while back, I went to see Dead Mouse five nights in a row. Uh that so. was that was pretty crazy. Yeah.
0: Okay, I'm gonna give you that to you as your fourth one. That's <laughs> thank amazing. You, thank You're, thank welcome. You. You're welcome. You're <laughs> welcome. Okay. Yep. And now I need five. It, it cause but five nights in a row, that is a feat. Okay, number five.
1: Uh number five um, Number five let's see, wow, wow, wow i when I was a kid, I had a talent for eating very hot spicy, hot uh peppers, raw oh. peppers, uh, with, oh. with food, and I would have a contest with my father to see who could eat the hottest food as a oh my god! prove my masculinity as a 12 year old.
0: Don't you love that? That showed up that childhood oh, experience showed up later. That is some spicy stuff right there. Oh, um, no, I love those. Thank you for sharing that. And five, my, five concert nights in a row.
1: That was crazy. That, was that
0: crazy. is crazy. Literally. I don't think I would have a voice. I think yeah. I would be oh, exhausted, but also just energized at the same time. And I do know dead mouse. That is awesome. Yeah. Good stuff. So let me do this. I want to start today by just setting an intention for the show. What is one word that you would love to give our audience? And we call our audience the Unprove It Peeps. Won't even get into how that got started, but tell me, tell me one word you want to get out of today's show.
1: To get out or give?
0: To give, to give. Give. And and even get out for you. What's an intention? Freedom. Give and receive. Oh, yeah. I love freedom. that. Okay, and that is that something when you think of success is freedom a part of that?
1: I think freedom is a part of it. Freedom to be oneself. Freedom to yeah. be authentic. Freedom to um, be who you really are. But when I think of success, I really feel that the the typical paradigm of success. Is a little one-dimensional in that it's about set a goal, achieve a goal. Yeah. Don't achieve the goal, failure. You know, get divorced, break up, failure. And 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 it's very limited. So for me, we are I see myself as a soul, but we're spiritual beings. We incarnate into this human experience that life is really a university for our soul's evolution. And I see life and every experience in life, every situation, every experience, every relationship, everything that happens in life is part of the Curriculum, everyone is our teaching. Yeah. And so seeing coming from a spiritual perspective, um, I view success as the degree to which you learn the lessons and grow and evolve and mm. learn the lessons where you are with who you're with in every experience. And so you cannot achieve the intended goal. But if you grow and you evolve and become more of your authentic self th- and learn the lessons for why you attracted a situation. To me, you've succeeded. And the degree to which you become your authentic self, realize who you really are, this is success. And mm. so I see success as, as evolution more than anything.
0: First of all, I hope your book is on Audible. Can I just tell you something? It is. I was, <laughs> you're, you have this amazing, I love what you said, and I love how you say it. You just have this, the way that you just share that information My soul heard it.
1: Oh, that's great. That's great. I'm glad.
0: That was awesome. And I also believe in that. I think um, I told you before we hit record that I am, I'm a spiritual human. I I, I identify as that. And I really do believe that we are all souls put in this human body to learn. Mm. And we have some type of purpose. And when we are in alignment with that purpose, miracles happen, right? Mm-hmm. So I am I am learning and relearning and unlearning and doing all things. And I feel like the universe just sent you to me and to our audience at the right time. And your book, The Magic of Surrender, Speaking of Time, I think has come out at a very important time in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just want to hear this answer from you. Why now? Why Why did you want to write this book at this particular time?
2: Yeah,
1: it's interesting. I wish I could say, yeah, was this, you know, the timing of the universe? And it, this was not the book I wanted to write. That's huh? the honest truth. This was not the book I planned to write. That's the honest truth. That's that's the the cosmic joke of, of life and the universe on me. I had planned, I wanted to write a whole different kind of book. I had 15 what I thought were clever ideas of books I thought would be bestsellers, books I thought my publishers would want, books I thought would be, make me more known in the world. And none of those felt true. None of those felt authentic. None of those felt right. And the only word, I I remember having a a kind of a flip chart board, and the only word I wrote on this board that felt true and authentic was the word surrender. And that's when I knew, like, oh, shit, this is what, this is the book and the message that is seeking to be written. And it has a soul of its own. And so, I had to surrender to the book about surrender. And when I did, Mm -hmm. everything just flowed. And so, the timing was interesting because this was in 2019, and then 2020, while I was writing the book, already, but I was already in the process, the pandemic hit. And so it just felt like this intelligence of the universe orchestrated the perfect unfolding time, and timing so that when my book came out in 2021, uh it, it couldn't have been more appropriate in terms of the timing because it felt as though... The universe life ha- was teaching us. We were all put into a global seminar on learning surrender. And and, and so, the book itself, too, on a personal level, uh, was partly inspired by my mother. Mm-hmm. And in 2016, at the end of 2016, my mother, who the dearest person to me, uh, was diagnosed with stomach cancer. And that was really… I mean, it was difficult. It was challenging. It was heartbreaking. Like when the person you love the most is like, oh shit, she may not be around. So I began flying back and forth from LA where I I live to London, literally every month to be with her for a week and take care of her. And I had all, all of these plans to heal her and to get her better and alternative therapies. And probably in a month or two, I realized like, She's on her own trip. I don't I don't think mm. she's going to make it. And I saw that I really wasn't in control of fixing her and making her whole and and healthy. And so I had to surrender. And I would say the seed of the book was planted. We're about six months into the process. Uh, she'd been going to chemotherapy and I was with her in chemo eight hours a day, eight hours in the day in chemo, holding her hand, just being with her. And it was what started out as the worst year of my life turned out to be the best year of my life. Mm. And I remember six months in, the doctors finally said, look, I don't think there's anything we can do for you. Like, get your affairs in order because your time is, is coming. And it's maybe days, weeks, maybe months at most. And it's really, it was heartbreaking. And so I asked my mother two questions. The first question I asked her was, Are you afraid? And my mother, who's a little Japanese woman, my mother said, No, I'm not afraid because I know that I'm not this body, that Mm. this body is really a temporary vehicle for my soul.
2: Mm. And
1: even when this body goes, I will not. I will be with you from the other side. I I will be here. I I won't die. And it was such a profound moment of clarity from her that felt like a blessing. Then I looked my mother in the eyes, and again, and this is, I think, where the seed of the book was planted, and this is why. I asked her, what do you need? What, what do you want? I wanted to be a good son, right? And what do you, what, what do you want? What can I buy for you? What can I, where can I take you? And, and all my mother said was, there's nothing I need, and there's nothing I want. All I want is what God wants for my life. In that moment, a very simple statement, I realized why she was at peace. I realized why she was free. This entire year, she didn't complain. She didn't cry. She was, I mean, she was at peace, happy, totally at peace, didn't feel like a victim. And I realized she was truly surrendered. She was living and demonstrating surrender in the midst of a very raw, real human experience, not just this lofty experience in a mountaintop in the Himalayas. She wasn't attached to dying. She wasn't attached to living. She was. Surrendered to life and the, the 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 highest process for her life and her soul, and that I think inspired me to write the book because I realized the power of surrender in that moment. And as I began reflecting on the truly great ones that I respect—Jesus, Buddha, Gandhi, Mother Teresa, Mandela, uh, Bruce Lee, Muhammad Ali—the list goes on. They all surrendered themselves in some way. They surrendered themselves to a purpose bigger than themselves. They surrendered themselves to life. They surrendered themselves to to the universe. In their surrender, they transcended their own human limitations. And I think that's when life was able to use them and and manifest through them, and miracles happened. And so
0: Hmm.
1: that's really, in a nutshell, how the book came about. I was guided. It chose me.
0: Totally. And let me just tell you, I had chills i had goosebumps i had a million emotions during that time um can i ask you a follow-up question do you so she passed yes okay do you feel her presence with you it's
1: so amazing because i feel in a strange way closer to her now Mm
2: -hmm. than
1: even when she was alive and i was very close but you know when someone is alive at least i took it for granted that she's there and, and, and when someone is alive, you tend to relate to them as a human, as a yeah. physical three-dimensional human being. But when she passed away, it was as though two things. Number one, my connection with her was no longer limited to the human form. So I could feel her all around all the time. It was no longer like I had to call her up to feel the connection and say, hi, she was just with me. And when she died, I remember the first few evenings just weeping because I felt into her essence, and mm-hmm. because I was no longer focused on the human form, I, I, I felt who she was. I felt the depth of her love as a human being that 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 she had, and it was so deep that I felt like I finally saw her like i finally understood who she was and and i felt her honestly guiding me her presence guiding me there's specific things that occurred literally weeks after she died that were miraculous one or one thing i was trying to manifest that wasn't happening and the moment she died within three weeks it happened and i thought i knew that was her her yeah blessing in my life and so I I feel her presence and you know uh, guidance in many ways Mm. and so yeah for those that might have lost a loved one I think look all forms change this is the nature of life life is transitory like if there's one thing I remember in that year sitting with my mother watching her wash the dishes and we would take walks in the park and the truth is, I had spent so much of my life prior to that running around the world trying to help people. And I didn't have time to just hang out and just shoot the breeze and be with my mother as much as I wanted because I just was so busy.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: I told myself. And so I remember when I sat with her, I thought, wow, why did I wait till she was dying to 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 spend this time? The only regret I have in my life is uh, not spending more time with her. And it's a secret regret that has enabled me to really appreciate what's important even more. But I feel her, you know, all forms change. Totally, Life, Life is transitory, but what I found is the loving doesn't change. And the real relationship isn't just with a physical person. So if we think that, in this example, my mother is this body, that we are this body, that person is this body. Then the truth is, when someone dies, why don't we just drag their body and put them on the couch and there they are, no no problem. Yep, yep. But that's not it. And so when we understand that we are not just this body, that another person isn't just this body, what we are is a consciousness. What we are is a is a beingness that we all share that is not limited to this body. So even when the physical body dissolves, the real essence of what they are, what we are remains, it remains. And so I feel, feel that connection. I think we can all tap into that, you know, especially if someone is grieving the loss of their loved one, grieve it. I have to grieve it on a human level. And yet, I think understand that the essence of what they are is, is always, is always present.
0: A thousand percent. Thank you for sharing that. And I, um, my mother had a stroke in 2020 and I feel uh, very connected to what you were saying. And she, she did survive, but she has transformed a little bit and it has been an evolution of, of, of not. And, and, and also I'm so glad that you, you say you grieve and you process and, uh, you allowed yourself to feel. I, I definitely don't think I allowed myself to feel. And I think yeah. there was some disassociation that happened yeah. that has caused things that I'm now revisiting. And yeah. so I feel so deeply for you and your mother. I know she is so proud of you. <laughs> Woo! She's getting teary. She's getting teary. But that is, that's real, that's real shit. This is yeah. real. And this is, um, I think, bleeding into what, I wanted you to come on this show to talk to our audience about, I was oh, sorry, the, go the,
1: ahead. The, 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 the grief is hard. Yeah. But the grief is a necessary doorway to deeper surrender. Totally. There, there, there is no true, authentic, oh, like, open-hearted surrender without grieving. Yeah. Because surrender is a death. Surrender Ah. is a letting go. A death of who we thought we were, a death of a dream, a death of a relationship, a death of a phase of our life, oh, I'm no longer 20 years old, now I'm 30, 40, 50, 60, you know, surrender is a letting go. And many times in not allowing ourselves to grieve, we don't honor the past, we don't release the past, so we're carrying the past energies into the future. Mm. And, And so... Sometimes we don't allow ourselves to grieve fully, I found, because we think it will last forever. We think it will be too much and overwhelming. Sometimes we don't allow ourselves to grieve as a kind of unconscious or even conscious denial because if if I don't let myself grieve, then maybe I don't have to feel how painful it is, and I don't have to really acknowledge that maybe she's gone. If I don't let myself grieve, then I don't have to acknowledge that my mother's gone fully, and I can kind of live in denial, and and, and that is a a survival mechanism, you know? So I think in many ways, but we don't realize in that denial, we keep ourselves stuck, and the degree to which we suppress and deny the grief or the negative, it's not really negative, but let's just call it, That there's also the degree to which we limit our capacity to experience the joy and the bliss Mm -hmm. and happiness. And Mm -hmm. so, when my mother died, what I had to do was acknowledge the grief. And there were a few moments I gave myself, like honestly, the only way out is through, and I and the quickest way through to the other side is through. It mm. And the quickest way through heartbreak is to feel it fully because yeah. all feelings remain present until fully felt. And so what I did, and maybe this will help someone is I just allowed myself to grieve. I, that wasn't like wallowing all day feeling sorry. It, it, it was, I just honored my feelings, decided to be gentle with myself,
2: mm.
1: kind, compassionate, empathetic to myself. But I also gave myself grief sessions where, you know, I think it was for the first month. Like every night, I just gave myself like an hour or however long I mm-hmm. needed just to journal, to cry, to just feel whatever the emotions were as they released. And sometimes the, the process of grieving, I, I felt like my heart was breaking.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And as I would feel that heart breaking, what would happen was in the full feeling of the grieving, my heart didn't break. It Actually, the current shape of my heart broke open. Mm. And, and, and so let's say my heart was this big before, I would grieve, and then it was like, boom. And it felt so painful, and then there was an expansion, and then, oh, I'm not broken i'm yeah broken open and it, it it's like the grieving expands your capacity to feel the loving and then there was a deeper capacity to love and then another layer of grief and a deeper capacity to love another layer a deeper capacity and so what i found for myself was the grieving le- allowed me to 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 let go and move on which sometimes we don't want to so we want to hold on to that person so we don't grieve as a way of staying connected but also um The grieving was 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 really freeing. Yeah, it it was the freedom that allowed me to open my heart again, to love more deeply, to appreciate life more deeply, to feel more joy through the process. You know, so uh,
0: I love this. And there's
1: there's a deeper resilience that I found too. That when you grieve and you break open, Mm
2: -hmm. and then you see that you're still there, and then you break open again which is so vulnerable,
1: and you're still there. Yeah, like, That's a deeper resilience and strength that you find and develop from within than suppressing it, you know, and, and, and not going there. It's like, wow, I've been broken, and I was broken, open, and I'm still okay. That's a, a, There's a power that, and a strength that emerges from deep within.
0: I love that. And I got to tell you, I'm, I think I told, well, I've, I'm I'm open now. Here it is. The cat's out of the bag. I, I said out loud to last week, I am broken. Like mm-hmm. I literally was lying on my bed. This is a whole, th- I'm taking this somewhere. I didn't expect this show to go, but we're going to take it there. The disassociation I had from not, and I'm saying all this as our personal journey is to help the people listening today, the disassociation that I had by not grieving a lot of things, including the transformation of who my mother now is, that journey, 2020. just the things that I decided to do were to disassociate and to throw myself into work and to achieve and to yep. achieve and to yep. achieve. And by doing that, I created physical pain
2: yes exactly in my body it's what happens
0: which i have gone on a massive search for. i mean chiropractors cupping dry needling doctors like it's been over a year Mm. and i finally just read a book called healing back pain by dr sarno Sarno? Yes. yes and i am i am so just cracked wide open to this process of surrender and to uh, a a power greater than my own understanding and to revisit a lot of the repressed emotions that I carried. And it has been so painful. I mean, I'm talking about like, I have fake eyelashes, Coot. Okay. They are gone. I have lost many of them from tears. And I have just really cracked myself. Amazing. And, um,
1: that's surrender, you know, surrendering to the feelings and what's there and the process you're in. That's a surrender.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, I will say that I think that this may be hard for some of the people listening today to grasp. Mm -hmm. And I want to share my own personal experience because I think you have to grieve, in order to even understand a little bit of what this means, you have to be able to feel those emotions very deeply, like you said. Yeah. I want you to tell us, too, because I know you talk about in the book, letting go mm-hmm. versus surrender. Mm-hmm. What's the difference? Is there a difference? Are they the same?
2: Yeah,
1: I mean, I talk about it also this way, like acceptance, right?
2: You can be an acceptance. But Okay, I accept. I let go, but I'm still uh,
1: pissed off. I'm still upset that this is the way it is. Uh, But surrender really is that open-hearted participation. Mm. It's the open, like you roll your sleeves up, like you're doing now, and say, I'm going to participate with the experience that's happening. That's surrender where you open your heart and embrace the experience the best you can and just use it for your evolution and your highest good. And so to me, this is, this is surrender. Yeah. You know, it, it can be a, an active thing, a really powerful and active thing.
0: What have you experienced just on a high level from fully surrendering? What have you, wow, I, mean, I mean, what miracles have you seen come it, to life? It, it,
1: my whole life, really, this is when I realized when I thought, oh, shoot, the book has chosen me.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: and I saw that in certain ways that my life was preparing me to write this book on surrender because it's what I was born into. Even how my parents met, they agreed to get married having never met, having not even seen each other. And mm-hmm. my father's from Africa. My mother's Japanese. He's Black. She's Japanese. She's Japanese. He's from Africa. She's from first world, third world. And they agreed to get married without ever speaking, seeing each other, having a conversation, surrendering to their guidance. Crazy story. Crazy story. And, you know, somehow made it for 40-some years, you know. And, and wow. so I was born into surrender. They lived surrender. I realized my mother was living surrender Throughout my life and childhood, I just didn't appreciate it because she's just my mom, my dad yeah. also being a healer and a minister and a great man in his own right, living surrender. And there have been many moments throughout my life where I've lived surrender. Like I ended up winning a green card in the green card lottery at the age of 18 and a half to come to the U.S. after finally acknowledging, like my father had 300 churches in Ghana, West Africa, a huge church in London, finally acknowledging I was supposed to take over this church. I was ordained as a minister when I was 14 but finally got to the point of acknowledging this is not my path and I had to surrender and let go of the expectations and the path and and I was terrified and and when I did that's when I ended up winning a green card literally in the green card lottery to that enabled me to follow my dreams and come to the US with two suitcases and how do you win a lottery you can't plan that but it happened and so Um, To me, the degree of magic we want to experience in our life is in direct proportion to the degree to which we surrender. And many times we want magic. If I say, who wants magic? I want magic, but we don't want to let go of the old. We don't want to let go of the old relationship. Well, I'll, I'll let go of the relationship when my soulmate shows up. Well, it doesn't work that way. It's not the formula. To me, surrender is the password to freedom. Surrender is the password, the key to the next level of manifestation. And the next level of your life requires the next level of you which requires that you let go of what's not aligned yet we hold on to what's not working and what's not aligned out of comfort and out, out of self-preservation so any moment in my life when i've let go of what's not aligned that's opened the space for blessings and miracles you know when mm. i wrote the, when i started writing the book but be careful when you write a book on surrender. You know, yeah. my, my next book is gonna be like how to make fifty billion dollars.
0: Ah, <laughs> I will read that. Yes, yeah, I, so
1: I will read that and hopefully that. the universe will put me through a process yes. of manifesting that. Because yes. let me tell you, when you write a book on surrender, uh the universe tests you and 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 at least for me made me go through experiences to understand the nuances. So I start writing the book on surrender covid hits mm. now part of was like shit the covid hit because i started writing the book of surrender was yep. a joke. but yeah but that really began a whole new pro obviously we all went through it and it really hit me i was on the road 200 days a year traveling doing events boom gone none yeah none. Uh, i ended up living i was in la for 20 years i ended up letting go of my office in la letting go of my apartment in la I had a a, a house in Phoenix at the time also, but I'd only go there once a month or every few weeks, six weeks. Ended up moving to Phoenix, which I never thought I would do full-time. Completely different universe. Um, Ended up not doing any events pretty much, which was my mission in my life. Was in a relationship with a woman I was sure I was going to marry, uh, have kids marry. Long story short, didn't happen another surrender, but it's really, you know, all the signs, everything's like, no, sometimes what you think is, isn't, and what you think isn't is. And, and so I ended up then surrendering that relationship, which was very hard, surrendering, uh, moving from Phoenix to Miami, selling my house in Miami, all within a few months, bam, 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 end up in Miami, no plan to be in Miami, thinking Miami was going to be the place I was going to live, ended up back in LA, cut a long story short. And so all of these incredible things ended up uh, up being guided, literally, heard a voice, go to Brazil, ended up being guided, I've been there before, but no real reason following that. Again, surrendering and Meeting my wife and you know so, so so many. I mean, I could go on and on, but so many miracles have happened. And I think if we look at the best things that have happened in our lives, if anyone looks at the best things, most of it you didn't plan.
0: That's it.
1: Meeting that person, meeting your husband, meeting you, you think, okay, on 4 p.m. I'm gonna go to Starbucks and there's my soulmate gonna be waiting there. It, it just it happens in the process of living itself. And so I think. Surrender is taking the limitations off of life and being available and being open, open to allowing life, this intelligence of life, life to lead you, life to guide you, life to show you. And I think that's when the magic happens. You know, that's when the miracles happen.
0: I freaking love it. And I hope that our audience and Privet listening today really resonate with that. I think a lot of us hold really tight to a lot of the Perfectionism tendencies, people pleasing tendencies, a lot of the things that we're so used to, the patterns that we've been doing for years and years and years. And I really hope that someone listening today takes what you said, they apply it, mm-hmm. and they really put it to heart, not only at work, mm-hmm. in every area of their life. Mm-hmm. Because I do see the miracles that you're talking about. And I've, I have, I have, Experience surrender, and when I think I've surrendered, I'm going to surrender more.
1: Yes, surrender. Is
0: a Surin- yes, and I think anyone listening today who is listening for, was guided here. Mm. So I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Before we go, I always like to ask our guests. We say Improve It is the name of our company, but that it is your purpose, it's your mission, it is what you are put here to do. Hmm. Coot, what is your it?
2: Hmm.
1: I'm here to help people, inspire people to remember who they really are. Because I think when we, when we remember who we really are, everything flows from that. That's yes. that's that's the real freedom in knowing who you are.
0: Love it. I love it. Yes. And finding that finding who you are can be a journey, but it leads to where you're at, this ultimate, what I want to say, freedom, as you use mm-hmm. your word, your intention. It leads to this freedom and this feeling of you're not alone. You're being guided. And I just want to dedicate this show to your mom. Can we do that? Can oh, we give this show you. to her thank today? You. You. And what's her name?
1: Chinko.
0: Oh, my God. Chinko, we're thinking of you. We are sending you so much love. And I just want to thank you so much for coming on. Tell our audience where they can find you if they want more. You. Where yeah. Can they find the, you?
1: Firstly, the book, The Magic of Surrender, check it out on Amazon, get it on paperback. It's available there. It's uh, a simple, uh, inspiring roadmap to living freedom in every aspect of life. That's that. Um, my main website, www.cuteblackson.com, www.cuteblackson.com. If people want to go on a deep dive, twice a year I do an event in Bali. It's uh, 12 days. It's called Boundless Bliss. So www.boundlessblissbali.com and Instagram, Coop Blackson, Facebook, Coop Loveman.
0: We'll put that all in the show notes for you. When's your next Bali trip?
1: December the 5th, depending on what people listen, December the 5th, and then uh, also in July.
0: Amazing. All right. Well, thank you so much. It has been thank an you. honor to chat with you. I am grateful for you sharing this journey. I feel like it was at the right time for me, and I hope that today helps people just lean into this magic of surrender and lead a more purposeful life filled with freedom. Thank you, cute, so thank much. You. Wow. And prove it, peeps, I had many emotions during that recording. Tears, laughter, goosebumps, and an inner presence within myself knowing that we were all guided to hear this message today. I definitely let you in on a little bit about myself and where I'm at in terms of my own healing journey, and I plan on sharing more of that with you in the next month or so. I'm still processing. I'm still learning. And one of the things that I really took away from today's show is this idea of allowing ourselves time to grieve, to feel like we're broken, and then to put those pieces back together and become a greater, more bolder, more vibrant, more guided version of ourselves. And I am very excited that we had Kute on the show today. He is so phenomenal in the work that he is putting in the world. And I hope that today allowed you to take some time just to reflect on where you're at and where you hope to go. Because you were meant to be a soul on this earth Living out your purpose as a leader, friend, whatever title you want to give yourself. I hope that you take away some magic from today's show. And I hope you surrender to all the possibilities that this lifetime can bring. You know what I'm going to say? I want you to keep failing, keep improving because this world. Needs that very, very special it that only you can bring. I'll see you next week. Hey, friend, did you enjoy today's show? If so, head on over to iTunes to rate and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Now, did I mention that when you leave a five-star review of the Improve It podcast, an actual team of humans does a happy dance? Mm Mm-hmm, that's right. So leave a review for us on iTunes, screenshot it, and send me an email at info at I'll send you a personalized video back as a thank you. Thanks so much for listening. Improve it, peeps. I'll see you next Wednesday.